0: Hello everybody and welcome to the next episode of WhoPod. My name is Blair Beveridge and thank you for once again tuning in. On this week's show, Joey Tierland and I welcome... well, you know, I really don't like playing favorites. But honestly, this guy is just one of my most favorite guys within the community. Not only that, he's just one of the coolest dudes I think I've ever met. Uh, Joey Tierland and I just absolutely adored him. He is one-third of the Sunnydale study group. He is one-half of Two Bro Geeks. He is the one, the only, Omar Najam. Now, on this podcast, Omar talks to us about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, something that's obviously near and dear to his heart. We talk about L.A. and just, you know, we talk about a lot of things in this one. Omar is just this natural conversationalist that all three of us could talk to him for hours. But with every beginning there must be an end. So let's turn this intro into an intro, shall we? Oh, I tried, Omar. Hoopod number thirty nine with the one and only Omar Najam. Omar, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Um so 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 you're a podcast veteran yourself? <laughs> with I've been a i have been I think we've we've gone. Two years with Sunnydale Study Group. That's impressive. Uh, like now that we've gotten one under our belt, I know how how much work goes into that. So, <laughs> so that's uh, it's great. I love it. Yeah, I would be right off the top, Sunnydale Study Group. The only reason I watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and well, I'll be frank, you and your opinion of the show, because it. Thank seems, you. It seems to be. I mean, I I trust you as a as a weather vein of geekiness and um and i was just it's like too oh, much power it is so much power i was, I, I, I was sit there i was like well i don't know if i really want to watch this show and i have watched everything else joss has done yeah felicia's in it and uh well Omar says it's good and he's doing this podcast and i can follow with the podcast so it's a thing now okay i'm in and i, I really enjoyed it I, I i enjoyed that i enjoyed angel it, it i'm conflicted though about one thing i'm a big what, fan uh-huh. of allison hannigan Okay. And for me, Allison Hannigan was Lily from How I Met Your Mother.
1: Oh, I okay. You had a reverse of of my experience then.
0: Yeah, uh, I, yeah. It's weird. And now weird. she's Willow. I I can't. She's Willow to my to me now.
1: She just it sinks
0: into those roles so
1: well that you're just like that. Just is how Allison Hannigan is. And then later, uh, when you see her in something else, you're like, this is betraying my logic. Like this can't be real. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, she was Bandcamp Camp girl for a while, and then she she was like, "Oh, now she's Lily Aldrin," and i I, I loved that show until the last little bit, and um, <laughs> around the ring bear, I assume. Yeah, around bear. What... it seems to be where things kind of took a nose dive for me. Um, but yeah, so but I but she's a birthday twin of mine. We we share the same birthday, so no way, that's yeah. great. Um, I feel like that has to come up at some point. I, I do hope so. I do wish her on Twitter every year. I, I, I mean, hopefully one day she'll she'll wish back. But uh, either way, that's fine. We are also <laughs> joined today by Joey and Tyrilyn. How are you guys?
2: After you, my dear. Oh,
3: see, I keep I kept okay. So before we started, I kept jumping all over Tyrilyn before <laughs> without meaning to. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm really sorry, Cherilyn. I'm, I'm so sorry. I know
2: your politeness just added <laughs> awkward silence, so get it right, Joey. Get it right. <laughs> uh,
3: yes, I am Joey Couture, and I also share a birthday with a particular famous TV witch, none other than Melissa Joan Hart, Sabrina herself. <gasps> what? Sabrina.
2: Oh, yep. That was my childhood.
3: Yeah. I don't, okay, quick question. Did anybody ever see the College Humor video where her and Salem reunite?
2: No, no, I didn't know that was a oh thing. Oh
3: my god. Okay. A S- little bit of a spoiler, but that's part of it is is when she's floating in the air and screaming something about magic pussy and it's the most hilarious <laughs> thing in the freaking world. You have to go find it when we're done. Seriously, I love it.
0: <laughs> I'll definitely be watching that. That sounds perfect. Anything <laughs> anything with magic pussy in it, I think I'm game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's just just let throw it out there, and I'll be the bad guy, and we can. That's move a on. good
1: pitch, Hollywood. You're listening. Uh, <laughs> this is your target demo. <laughs> that is me. Top
3: that,
0: a... tearled. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well what are, who who are your celebrity? Yeah, your celebrity birthday twins.
2: Yeah, my only birthday twin is Elvis Presley.
0: That's and, a big one. Uh, Huge. And
2: David Bowie. So I'm definitely another following big them. one. Yeah, the musician footsteps, which makes sense because I sing like a man. So. <laughs>
3: You realize I was really just playing when I said, go ahead, try and trump mine, but go ahead
1: and trump it with David Bowie, brat.
2: Yeah, take that.
0: You've been trumped.
1: Or too soon,
2: too soon.
1: (laughs) I just found out that I share my birthday with the creator of the show, uh, not the same year, I think he's four years older than me, but the creator of the show, uh, Man Seeking Woman. Actually, I've never seen that.
2: No, I'm
1: either. Oh, maybe Robin Williams? Let me look it up. Uh, I know that Robin Williams and I are both Gemini. I know that. Oh, God. <laughs> you sure both with, with Robin, Robin Williams, Williams,
2: Williams that is epic.
1: Yeah, yeah you, you if, will win. <laughs> you would have trained <laughs> us all. <laughs> We're about to find out right now. Because the thing is, if I'm wrong, this is going to be a huge drop for me. Because I've got nothing <laughs> to contribute. <laughs> well, August had... 11th. Nope, I was. Uh, oh, no, that was when he passed away. Let me see. There's st- I'm still in the running. I'm still in the running. Okay, okay, here we go. It's loading. It's loading. <laughs> Born July 21st in Chicago, Illinois. <sighs> that sounds nope. like a negative. Nope. I should I should probably also provide the
0: information. My birthday is on June 5th. So. <laughs> All right. I got the clicky keyboard. So someone else who doesn't have a clicky keyboard, find out his birthday. Twins June 5th.
3: I will. I am on top of that. But we're gonna. You are going to continue on with this while I do the research. So take it yes. away, Mr. Blair Beveridge.
0: So Omar, actually, let's get Tierlin involved here. You've you've visited Australia. I have, yes, yeah. I was just talking and about Sydney. You didn't yesterday. visit
2: me. You're so rude.
0: I'm so sorry. You were really busy. Uh, you were <laughs> well, super super busy. <laughs> Probably at opposite ends of the country. <laughs> Where so are you, you in wh- Australia? If you can share am, that information.
2: Yeah, I'm three hours outside of Sydney.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Oh, well then, we were pretty close, actually. Now I feel really bad.
2: <laughs> you are the worst. That is it. am <laughs> not inviting you ever again.
1: <laughs> yeah. Not only is he the worst there,
3: but... So, Mr. Omar shares a birthday with both Kenny G
1: and P. Oh. Wentz. Oh, uh, all clarinet yes. players. Uh, Kenny G. But he
3: also shares a birthday. There. I don't know. This might take off a point. He also shares a birthday with Jeff Garland, so take that as you will. <laughs>
1: I feel like I'm much closer to Jeff Garland uh, in that spectrum of fifth <laughs> <laughs> birthday babies. It's like,
0: oh, good to know. Maybe good if you know. grew your hair out really long and
1: yeah, permed it. Oh, it's going to have to be really humid, too. Yeah, one day, this will come up one day,
0: I'm sure. <laughs> and then learn to play the saxophone. Then maybe you and Kenny G <laughs> will be good to go. Um, but no, that's. I, for years, I didn't have any birthday twins that I knew of, and then I, it's Peyton Manning and and, and Allison Hannigan are the two I have. So wow, what a split! That's yeah. so that's in, that's an interesting grouping. I, I think Peyton's younger than me, and I think Allison's a year older. I don't know anyone who's on my exact birthday. <laughs> that that that's yet to be determined. Um, but you know. Sunnydale Study Group is an incredible podcast, and something that thank you that uh, we here have actually borrowed some stuff from, and, and kind of um, I, I, I look to a few podcasts to to make this one better, and, and this and the study group is one of those podcasts. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I give credit where it's due, man. I tell you this. I I, I will tell people when I've you know incorporated their stuff. To Uh, those
1: listening at home, I'm, I'm blushing painfully. Uh, it might not, the microphone might not pick it up, but thank you so much. That means so much.
0: Now, what is it? I mean, you kind of jumped on that podcast bandwagon when it was just starting to crest. What is it that made you want to do Sunnydale study group?
1: Uh, Honestly, Chris and I were getting Thai food one day and we were like, we should just rewatch Buffy. (laughs) And there was no podcast plan, but we were like, we should do like a thing of it. And you know, um, Uh, Everyone's like vlogging and everything now, which is so fantastic. But we didn't want to have to worry about like lighting and stuff like that. Uh, But we wanted to have something uh, digitally tangible Mm -hmm. to go along with our rewatch. And so like we'll do a podcast. And then we found out it's a lot of work. And then we were hanging out with Holland Farkas. And she was like, I'll produce it. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you so much. We don't know what we're doing.
0: I honestly believe without a word of a lie that you just kind of struck a chord there. That the podcast and everybody doing them jumped out of – of, of where it did because people are like, oh, flocking is so much. Yeah, it's a lot. And also it's it's in terms of like
1: audience uh, receiving it and listening to it. It's, it's hard, too, because you have to stream from YouTube or there's not really like a down. Like, I guess there's video podcasting, but, you know, that's kind of like got a different purpose. Right. So, yeah, it was perfect for especially when people got a little older and they were just like, no, I'm I'm tired. I don't. I don't have the energy to look great. Uh, so instead, I'm gonna just use a microphone.
0: And I found when I was doing videos that I like. I literally would do everything. And in this yeah. very specific arrangement we have, I do a little bit. Joey does uh, all the editing, so I'm not gonna say a little bit. And Tierland does a little bit, and it kind of shares the load amongst all of us. And it it also just feels like a more collaborative experience. And I've always and I've really enjoyed that.
1: Well, that's what's so cool. Yeah, I love listening to you guys because it's like everyone's just like hanging out, which is something that you guys physically couldn't do uh, for this. Unless I guess it was a Google Hangout, but that still feels different. Uh, Whereas this is like everyone's in the same room, which is amazing. Even if you're three hours outside of Sydney (laughs) by the Gold
2: Coast area or... Oh, I wish I was on the Gold Coast. No, I'm in wine country.
1: Oh, okay. Well, all of your responses so far today uh, have been like, no, here's something better.
2: Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of something better, Mm. uh, I did have a little bit of a Google search just for another celebrity twin birthday for me. Hold on to your seats. It's Stephen freaking Hawking. What? (laughs) Yeah. I know. That makes me like a genius, surely.
0: (laughs) I guess so. I guess I can throw a football and be funny. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> well, Omar also uh you also share a birthday with Mark Wahlberg. Oh no nice. Way. I knew Marky
0: it. Mark.
1: I knew it. Omar there is was a just funky something bunch. about the movie Rockstar where I was like I I feel close to this film.
0: As long as you no, don't do. say that with Boogie nights, I guess it's
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about this flick. I can't quite place it. I can't it.
0: place it right now. Uh, <laughs> my start eyes calling. are
3: mesmerized by what's
1: gyrating on the screen. I can't help it. But... <laughs>
0: Just start calling Chris and <laughs> in the funky punch.
1: It's like I'm looking at my own reflection right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> those are the June 5th feels. <laughs>
0: there we go. There we go. Um, God, the, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and I wanted to get into this, um, really had a big impact, it sounds like, through the podcast on your life. Yeah, yeah. So um, for someone, I mean, I, the, the, Buffy happened kind of outside of that range for me. Uh, wh- how did how did you you draw so closely to that show? Did, was it just you related so easily to the character or the protagonist or, or what, what is it that drew you in so much?
1: You know, funnily enough, uh, it—I have to say—it was the town of Sunnydale. It reminded me a lot of my hometown, uh, huh, of Evergreen, California, cause it was filled with vampires. Uh, <laughs> uh, very dangerous, very dangerous town. Uh, lots of violence, not not gang activity, specifically vampires. Uh, <laughs> but it, yeah, I—the first time I saw a Buffy episode, it was like this marathon going on TV one night on Halloween, and I was like, "This is so weird," but not trying to creep me out. Like, I was always into, like, weird horror stuff that was kind of funny. Uh, Like, um, Tales from the Crypt and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But a lot of those got, like, a little, uh, like, adult Cinemax past 10 p.m. Sometimes. As a kid, I was not into that. Where I was like, this is, yeah, now I have to switch this off. Uh, whereas Buffy had all the fun of campy horror without uh, any of the more uh, adult film elements of it. Mm-hmm. And so when I found out that it was at my library, it just clicked into place because I was going to the library to watch these people hang out in a library. And mm-hmm. it was just, it, yeah, it, the
0: fun started there. I mean, Joey and Tierland, were you did you guys ever watch this show growing up? Did it mean much to you at all?
2: For me, I didn't really know it existed until the musical in season six. And because uh, I'm all about, yeah, musicals, I was like, oh, my God, I'll watch this. I've never seen it before. And as soon as I saw that episode, I fell in love with the entire cast. But it kind of drew a lot of spoilers because that was the whole Buffy spike thing. And I didn't know Angel existed <laughs> and all that stuff. So I really should have started at the beginning. But um, no, I, I, I just I love it. And I love that it was so progressive, especially with Willow and Tara, mm-hmm. because at that stage, I, I think I'm correct in saying that it was the first show at the time that showed a lesbian couple. Is that right?
1: I that's a good question because I know that Ellen, it was like around the time that Ellen had her coming out, yeah. but I don't know if there was a there was like a relationship. Yeah, I don't think uh, so.
0: I remember the moment where she's like, "I'm gay," but there was like, "Okay, but where's the girlfriend?" Sort of like Yeah, yeah. I remember <laughs> yeah. thinking that when I watched that. Uh, it
1: might. Let me double check on that. I don't want to uh, uh, throw too many hats in the ring there, but I I would put money on it, <laughs> and, and I'll it, happily lose money if I'm wrong. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> and a good thing about the podcast that uh, they do is that they really keep um, future, for the most part, future stuff. Really under lock. And they and I've mm. I've been lucky enough to be on the podcast and they're like, let's try to remember not to mention people that we haven't seen or or the plot that hasn't happened. And of course I did that twice <laughs> <laughs> because I'm in Classic idiot. Blair. Classic Blair. <laughs> well um, the
3: first T V lesbian kiss was in nineteen ninety one on LA Law.
1: No
0: okay. way. Okay.
3: Yeah.
1: Hmm. LA Cops. That's L.A. Quite... Cops. Yeah, good on them. So
0: progressive. <laughs> I was hearing the uh, – I don't remember who, who I was listening to, but uh, maybe it, it was even you guys. I think it was you guys actually on the Angel podcast because um, they also do a spinoff for the Angel show uh, saying that kind of L.A. and the kind of movie of about L.A. is pretty much done out at this point. Was, was that yeah. something you guys talked about?
1: Yeah. Chris and I were chatting about how L.A. – like the culture of L.A. is like this like 90s like historical artifact <laughs> and it's not – it's there's so many different portions of LA like having lived here uh, for seven years now, where you're like yeah you can't really nail down the like feel of LA unless you're making like uh, a reference to, like falling down or something that someone did in the '90s, mm-hmm. uh, but that was like it, <laughs> and you're just like referencing that movie genre telling that story now is
0: like pretty much impossible. And it's, and it's something I remember watching shows, and it's – I mean, be it that it was like the CSI Vegas where clearly they were in L.A. Uh, or right. Or not in L.A., but, you know, California. And it's just like, okay, guys, I understand that all the production is in California, and it's so much cheaper for you to film in California, but come on. <laughs> I mean, at some point, you'll, you'll, you'll stop thinking you're pulling the wool over our eyes. Because it's like, it almost seemed lazy that they would only shoot in California. I understand logistically that yeah. it happened. But it just seemed lazy to me as a viewer that was so far away from that place that that would be something that continuously happens.
1: I don't know how um, Gilmore Girls did it. Like, Uh-oh. there's, in the newest season of Gilmore Girls, there was, like, one of the seasons takes place in autumn. And I was just like, but we don't have that. Like, how, how did you do that?
0: <laughs> All right, it's a Terlin.
3: lot of hard work. <laughs> on a back lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is the magic. It is a <laughs> private back lot that is owned by a studio and you have to book it super in advance because there's a lot of other people that want to use the same back lot and you only so many people can use it at the same time.
2: That's you know, so it really nice. upsets me because you know how the gazebo is a big part in Gilmore Girls because I'm obsessed yes. with Gilmore Girls. It's really upsetting <laughs> when you see that same gazebo in other movies. Because you're going oh, yeah. to know no, that star's hollow. What are you doing? It's a lie. It's a lie. <laughs> yeah. It's almost <laughs> offensive.
0: <laughs> I'm now starting to see this now, too. My uh, sister in law is a location scout for DC Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, and, cool. And um, so she's in Vancouver, but there's a very specific um, place. It's a house on the UBC campus. That I see in almost every single show that sh- that films in Vancouver, it's like, oh, there's the house again. There's the UDC <laughs> house. I've seen it's it's like the Sorcerer Apprentice's house in in uh, Once Upon a Time. It's it's um, something else in The Flash. Something else in DC Legends of Tomorrow. Something else in Prison Break. Like it's just like, oh my God, this house is in everything that shoots in Vancouver.
1: Of course.
0: Um, and I can just imagine that as su- you probably have a lot more knowledge of landmarks And just watching most shows. You'd be like, oh, yeah, that's where that is. <laughs> it's well, creepy. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. No, I, didn't, I don't
3: see. I'm right, now I'm doing it to Omar. OK, so to tie in Buffy w- with this, uh, remember season four, there was a Halloween college party and they go yes, to a frat itself. house. OK, so that college frat house that becomes haunted is also the same hell house in other movies and in the first season of American Horror Story.
1: That's a uh, oh, Murder Mary. House?
3: Yes, it is It is also Murder House. So if you go back and you, and you look at you and you're going to be like, oh, shit, he's right. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> that's Cause crazy. Gonna, yeah,
3: because I'm sitting there and I'm watching American Horror I'm like, why does this look familiar? Why? 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 And then, you know, after I was watching it and I, w- I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go watch Buffy or whatever at the same time. And it, that one episode comes on and I'm like, oh, that's why it's <laughs> familiar. <laughs>
1: That actually explains uh, first season of American Horror Story. Like that actually is kind of canon. I mean, they shouldn't live on a campus,
0: but aside from that, <laughs> I accept it. <laughs> it, it. Up here in Toronto, they do they do a lot of filming. There's some shows here. Uh, Orphan Black is probably the most famous one that films up here. Uh, I used to actually walk through the Orphan Black shooting all the time. They'd put the trailers right outside where I was working. And we get notices um, in our building all the time that they were filming. But one of the uh, like one of the places one of the clones lived in was a hotel that was I used to walk by on the way to lunch every day. And I actually once walked by Tatiana Maslati before I knew who she was. That's awesome. And I remember walking by her and she had all these guards around her and, and she was looking at all of us to, to recognize her. And and we got around the corner and I'm like, you know what? I know that girl's famous. I just have no idea who she is. <laughs> And all my friends are like oh, I had no idea, and then of course a year later I'm like oh, <laughs> the whole time now I know who you are. But when I when I watch her or any of the movies that use Toronto because no one films Toronto as Toronto, it's always rather New York or Chicago for some reason like right. I was like what really or <laughs> Pittsburgh. <laughs> We go down to Hamilton for Pittsburgh. But that, anyway, um, but yes, yeah, so for the most part, no one films Toronto as Toronto. They always film it as one of those other, usually other two cities. Um, do, you, do you, I mean, I know with, with L.A. they've tried Las Vegas and, and, and sort of stuff, go out into the desert. But do you think any other place has that sort of chameleon-like aspect? Or is it always like, no, this is, this is L.A. This is obviously L.A.
1: That's a good question. I'm trying to think of other look. Well, I guess Louisiana now. Louisiana and Georgia are like yeah. huge shooting locations,
0: but it's, yeah, Georgia's doing all the uh, the Marvel stuff, right?
1: Yeah, but I think so much of that is inside. Well, I guess there's that one forest in England uh, where everything happens. Like mm. every Transformers fight from the past, every <laughs> X Men showdown uh, <laughs> happens in that one forest. So, Thor, Conan, yeah, yeah. We've I'm had afraid, um, yeah, a the l- Avengers showdown was there too.
2: We've had a lot of our uh, movies, film uh, in our town lately. We've had like Eric Banner and everything here, and it's been really great. But the thing is, you can't enjoy the series or the movie because you're just so busy looking at everything, going, Oh my God, that's that place. And wait, that that (laughs) doesn't add up. How come they turn the corner and they're like three blocks away from where it really is? And it's really difficult. Yeah, it totally breaks it. And you're too busy looking at the extras, going, Oh, that's my teacher, or Oh, that's the (laughs) doctor.
1: The film uh, that I saw recently that was uh, a shot in New South Wales, I think specifically Sydney, believe it or not, was uh, Lego Batman. And at the end, it said shot in Sydney. And I was like, was it, though? How does I'm that work? Because i sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they had one shot at the opera house or something that lasted <laughs> right? five yeah. seconds, and there was a crew yeah. for that.
2: I love it. Yeah, I'm
0: still trying a- to wrap my head around that one, have How you do you, ever, what that means. Have you ever been to the opera house, Tara
2: Oh, dozens of times.
0: So it's something that, like, everybody in the area has been to. It's not like... Oh,
2: as... yeah. I saw Tenacious D there two years ago,
0: which I know sounds <laughs> really weird. Tenacious D in the Opera yeah, House.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Jack Black in um, the Opera House. They were doing but... Carmen. Yeah. <laughs> <It was laughs> um, I've seen Martin Short there. He did stand up. Nice. And I saw the Pokemon Sydney Symphony, which was, oh, my God. Like, I nearly cried. It was just so good. That's amazing. Yeah. It, it, like the sound in there. You can't compare it to anything else. It's just beautiful. So Would when you, you guys at... come to Australia, we'll go see something at the Opera House.
1: Done. Around there was the, where they shot uh, the Power Rangers film, right? Or there was like some Power Rangers that was shot oh, in
0: Sydney.
3: Maybe it's, they shoot Power Rangers in New Zealand now.
0: Oh, okay, uh, okay.
2: Yep. They yeah, filmed the Matrix you're though you're in, the in fans.
1: Sydney. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I know I know they did some of the film work in Vancouver because that was one of the things my sister-in-law is like, I saw the new Power Rangers uniforms before they were, you know, seen publicly. She was I want to show, I took a picture, I want to show you guys so bad, but I'll get fired. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I'm just like, Power Rangers was just a little after me, so I don't really care. <laughs> she, she felt so deflated, but, you know, I'm a big fan of, of the DC uh, TV shows, so she often lords that over me right so. that's more than enough oh yeah it's it's like when, when the season first began i'm like where the hell is arthur Darval? and she's like no. and then he came back and they did that star wars episode and i'm like why didn't you tell me she's like because i couldn't i'm like i hate you um but anyway <laughs> that's too cool all right so omar i know a lot of people here that are listening know that you kind of got involved in team human through osmosis through the geek and sundry network um and and you came through that via the vlogger search, but uh, I guess be it Felicia or, or whomever you were. Tr- uh, how did you get into that community? How how did you find it to to kind of you and and Mia to pitch to Broke Geeks to uh, to Geek and Sundry?
1: Oh uh, well, I have been a fan of Felicia since uh, I get, I'm sure you guys can guess uh, from from Buffy, uh, and then also Are you sure the it wasn't Guild. the
3: USPS commercial. Oh, you caught me! <laughs> you caught me. <laughs>
1: it took it took this many hours of podcasting but you finally got it out of me that (laughs) uh that was the origin of my fandom and then shortly after that uh I saw her in Buffy and then after that (laughs) in the guild um and so I was just like a fan of hers and like I would bump into her at like WonderCon and stuff like that uh and then me was a huge fan of the guild as well and so when they made the announcement, uh, we'd already been doing videos for a few months. And we were like, oh, yeah, well, let's submit. But, like, we're not, like, vloggy people because uh, we're very, like, <laughs> we we don't, like, carry cameras around and stuff like that usually. Uh, and so we're like, yeah, let's submit a thing. And if they, if they are interested in the subject matter, that would be awesome. And if not, it's still really cool because we get to check out other people's stuff. And magically we're here. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I, I broke Kiri's heart a little bit when I originally was talking to you guys on that webcast long, long ago where you guys shouldn't have been talking to me. But um <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's... Oh, I remember that. Oh, God. We, well, do we do we want to do that one more time, talk about that and that whole thing, or do we just want to let that thing go? And like, I think we... we
1: can. I think everyone who was directly involved with that is, like, in so many different places now.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> well, long and short of it is that a bunch of the, the Geek and Sundry vloggers all got chosen. So I reached out to a bunch of them for my other show, episode Watch, and said, hey, you guys want to be on? And a lot of people said, yeah, no problem, sounds great, before checking with their boss. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, needless to say, the boss was um, wanting to be checked with. So I think that's probably the best way to put that. Uh, and I felt so bad. Because what had happened is I'd booked two shows. I'd booked the East Coast show. And after the East Coast show, kind of the cat came out of the bag. And there was still the West Coast show to do, which had Omar and James and Mia and, and Carrie on it. And I was just like, oh, guys, you can, you don't have to do this if you don't want. They're like, no, we committed to it. So I was very appreciative of that <laughs> because like, you, you, you honored it even, even though you were going to get in crap for it or, or whatever the case may be. But I, I felt so bad about that whole experience.
1: Oh, don't. Don't
0: ever feel bad about it. <laughs> <All right. laughs> it was really nothing. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad it didn't end up being too, too much. Um, but, uh, oh God, I don't remember where I was going with that. Oh, jump oh in. in terms somebody. of getting generally involved. Oh, oh yeah. Um, oh, somebody jump in. Brain's locked up. <laughs> Anyone. <laughs> Tierling, you're laughing. You're up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's the problem with this podcast. I just get so into listening that I forget to talk. I'm just like, yeah, this is really good. <laughs> well, I'm, a-
3: actually, yeah. speaking of Buffy, again uh omar how do you feel about the fact that after all of these years of it being available for streaming on netflix jumping from the four by three frame to the widescreen frame yeah. back and forth that now buffy's not on netflix anymore
1: i am livid <laughs> is the <laughs> kindest way to put it
0: is that how I you were d- keaching, keeping up with the show through the podcast
1: I mean, that's how I was watching it because it's easy. And I have the DVDs, so it's really not the end of the world. And I like to jump into the DVDs to watch, like, you know, commentary and stuff like that. Uh, But when I saw that announcement, my main thing was I was like, but everyone's watching it now. It's like the 20th anniversary. Like, everyone's so excited about Buffy. Why Why are you doing this? So I don't know what contract situation was going on there. Do you guys know anything about, like, the secrets of why they lost it? I don't know. I do know that a lot of studios. Uh, and I'll be. Try, I'll try to
3: be very quick about this. Um, a lot of studios, whether you're the creator or not, uh, they only like to license things for a certain amount of time. And if a license runs out and you don't get it renewed in time, like you can renew it, but in the, in the limbo time, you have to pull it off of the available service. It's kind of like when you uh. see TV shows like especially the older ones uh a lot of times now like for example charmed they've removed either a lot of the original music or just the the theme song which they can't renew the license and then you know the studio's like well we don't want to spend money on renewing it anymore like if you watch uh seasons one through six of supernatural on netflix now none of the original music is actually in the show Wow,
1: that sucks.
3: Yeah, so that's why I, now I'm becoming even more adamant with Supernatural, where I'm like, no, I want to get get the original Blu-ray box sets, because then that yeah. way it's on Blu-ray and it's preserved in HD, and the sound original stuff is still preserved in the highest quality possible, because one day it's not going to be there anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've an issue just in general with, with things being taken off Netflix. I understand it's contract and money and all that sort of stuff, but the timing on it is always so dumb. Like you you'll have something coming out, like a sequel to a movie. You should have the original available on Netflix, that whole buildup to it coming out as well as a couple months after it. and and so that people can catch up via your service. And when you don't do that, it just doesn't make sense to me. I you agree. Get, it's the weirdest thing. It makes no sense. I mean, you, you're you're exactly right though. you got the 20th anniversary that just passed, which was this big deal. The cast got back together, did a whole thing for it. And you yep. can't even get the stuff on Netflix. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm glad I got through it when I did because I remember talking to you guys when I was going through this. I'm like, I'm terrified to come home one day and this thing is off Netflix because I have to. This is my only means of watching <laughs> the show. And you and I remember you saying to me, I will be livid when that happens. And here it is. And Fast you, forward. <laughs> you are you know, yeah. I
3: don't know if this is what they plan to do or not. But remember, for a while, remember all of the seasons of well. Russell T. Davies and then, you know, the uh, Stephen Moffat starting of Doctor Who for a while was on Netflix, but then it went off of Netflix and now it's on Prime. So maybe it's because Amazon Prime is like, you know what, we want our time with Buffy now. And maybe it might be popping up over there. I'm not sure.
0: I don't have inside information.
3: It. It's just an educated
0: guess. The British shows in general, um, I love how they deal with British TV in the U.K., and, and I know Omar's probably very familiar with this, um, is if they show a show in the U.K., you could just go to, to the channel's website and watch it for free anytime.
1: Yeah, you just get on
0: iPlayer, mm-hmm. right? Like, you yeah. can just do it. It's yeah. just there because
1: you paid your taxes.
0: Exactly. <laughs> it, it's a government-owned agency. You you just go, okay, go to BBC One. Oh, let's watch all of Doctor Who. And that's just something you could do. I And, and for us, you know – It it seems like they have to go through so many hoops. And up here in Canada, I get geo-locked on so many damn things because they only (laughs) allow it to be seen in the U.S., which drives me insane. Like, people will send me, oh, look at this funny clip, geo-locked. I'm like, god damn it. That is so annoying. I hate geo-locking. I mean, I understand that it's for distribution and money's not being paid, but...
3: <laughs> that's why anytime I have to show Blair something, I whip my phone out and aim it at the screen with my speakers loud enough for him to hear it or whatever. And then I kind of like do a quick filming and I send it to him over Facebook Messenger so that way I know it's, he can at least see what I'm talking about. <laughs> it that's tries perfect.
0: He's so mad. There's few things in life that make me angry. Geolocking is one of
1: them. Yeah, but that's a solution. You guys got a solution.
0: That's great. Well, yeah, VPN. Um, So, uh, and I'm. I, it was like when Tirlin, she was an extra in a TV show and trying to find that was a pain in the ass because of geolocking as well. Yeah. Australia doesn't even want me watching your shit. <laughs> but, jo- but Joey found it. Yeah, <laughs>
2: regrettably.
3: It didn't take me long, amazingly enough. <laughs> it did not take me long to find out what she was talking about.
2: Uh, all those glorious <laughs> screenshots of my face taking up the entire camera. <laughs> the entire shot.
0: She had one of these extra walks where literally her face is like the whole screen for like half a second. <laughs> yeah. And Joey's like, pause, screenshot, boom. That's I'm so desperately great. trying
2: to not look into the lens. That is so hard. Like, I really struggle with that, not looking into the lens of the camera.
1: Now, it's like a very glaring thing. You're just like, all right, ignore this machine that's yeah. <laughs> staring at me with one eyeball.
0: So Omar, <laughs> I-, I might be incorrect with this, but you kind of work in the film industry or do work in the film industry. I don't really know what your day-to-day job is.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm a director uh, working on a whole bunch of shorts. Um, So I'm like one of those cool like slackers uh, short filmmakers right now. So I can't really say in the industry, but I have worked before. Like I was working on a few Lifetime movies uh, and I worked in like development for a little bit for films. I actually got to talk about the Lego script when it was first being developed, which is really exciting and kind of see the first footage while that was going on. Uh, and it
2: was filmed in sydney australia yeah
1: exactly and they're were like we're gonna go
0: shoot this and
1: i was like uh
0: i think you're using
1: computers i, I think it's a lie i think you're using computers
0: but our vpn goes through sydney so that's okay <laughs> right, exactly. so we can watch that that tv show with that girl from the podcast is it so. <laughs> um but uh you've you've done some work with mr fillion
1: yes that was so cool that was the coolest uh, I don't know when the other footage is coming out, but I got to do, I got to shoot the behind the scenes and, uh, promotional material for the Firefly online game. Um, and I got to direct the Comic-Con trailer with a few other vlog folk, which is really, really cool. And one of those, uh, people, not specifically vlog folk, but one of those people included Nathan Fillion because he came in to read for Mal and we were like, can we grab you for this little bit for Comic-Con? And he's like, oh yeah, Absolutely. And he was the, he was insanely easy to work with. <laughs> good Canadian boy. What can you say? Yeah. He's oh, so he was so back. polite. He was so polite. I met polite. him
2: two years ago and, um, I gave him a copy of my book and he was so sweet in front of about 2000 people. He asked me to sign my book in front of everyone oh, and I was like, man. this should be the other way around. Like I was so nervous, <laughs> but he was really sweet and he acts like he's been your best friend for years. He just makes you feel really comfortable. Yeah. A so, good
1: guy. Yeah that's so true he's so was this at supernova that you did this or was it a different con
2: no no it was supernova and i could just (laughs) everyone was just staring at me when he said could you sign this book and like like i'm trying really hard not to shake because it just was unexpected and everyone just like was like what is going on here like is she famous or something (laughs) and i went along with it like i pretended i was actually someone
1: (laughs) i mean you are you were background
0: for that program
2: this is true (laughs) You know, on on my way up.
0: (laughs) Does it ever get old, though, like being around these people that you used to just see through the square and and the TV and now you you get to work with some of them sometimes?
1: Oh, it's the worst. I hate it. Bumping into (laughs) Jonah Hill on my way to coffee. No, it's crazy. I love it. I used to, uh, I worked at the Apple store in Century City and that mall, uh, paparazzi aren't allowed. So it was right by CAA. Uh, and there were no paparazzi so there were always uh people coming in um and what's funny is one of my favorite stories from that era like i like colby smulders came in one time uh and asked a question and i got to like address her as maria hill which was really cool uh <laughs> and then uh kelsey Grammer came in one time and that was really great i just got to oh, nod to him I and say kelsey sir Grandma. neat <laughs> it was very friendly um but my favorite one was i was helping a gentleman with something on his computer and uh and he was like, do you teach editing classes here? And I was like, only for iMovie, unfortunately, not for um, anything else. Because, you know, he was, he was talking about how he's a film editor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, have you worked on anything I might recognize? And he was like, oh, there's just this small, dumb movie back in the 90s called Mall Rats. Whoa. And I flipped out. I could not believe it.
0: And we talked about Mall Rats for like a good hour. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Um, up where I am, I don't see too many. I mean, I saw Tatiana Maslati a year before I knew who she was. Uh, but we don't get that up here like it's a whole other world That like if some if you see and the famous people i have seen are usually sports people like i'm a sports guy so for me they're famous um and I, and i see them and i was like oh cool sports guy <laughs> <have a> no <laughs> idea but you don't approach sports guy because sports guy just plays sports in the city doesn't want to talk to people um it's, it just it's so weird for me to to think to, to be in a place where there's People you see on your little square, and you get to see them. I mean, maybe it's a I mean, there's 20 million people down there. I really shouldn't be... Uh, I mean, it, 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 the odds but are running into someone. they're all stars. They're all stars. <laughs> Every single one of them are one of these stars. Um, in your opinion, give me... Actually, let's let's play a short little game. Give me three L.A. stereotypes that are true and three <laughs> L.A. stereotypes that are false.
1: Ooh. Ooh, this is fun. okay. Let me see if I get this right. Uh, three that are true. Um, everyone seems to be into uh, oh, it's not everyone. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's there's always traffic. That's definitely true. Mm. Um, another one is everyone does reference highways and how to get around.
0: Okay,
1: and. I would say a lot of people you interact with, specifically in the entertainment industry. I don't want to step outside too much of that. uh, But in the entertainment industry, the whole healthy food and yoga situation is totally true. But a lot of them are lying. A lot of them are talking about the healthy food and yoga they're doing. And then they'll go to Carl's Jr. uh, and (laughs) totally just not follow that at all. Hit in and out Uh, Burger on the way home. (laughs) Yeah, Exactly. Uh, So let's see, three things that are not true about uh, Los Angeles. First of all, our public transportation system, while it's not the best, the best in the entire world, speaking as someone who has family in Chicago and loves Chicago, Mm. it does work and people use it all the time. Our trains are packed. Um, So that's one. Uh, Two, I would say a lot of people walk. Although that's kind of in movies you see people walking up and down like Beverly Hills and stuff.
0: But Uh, you do get the L.A. thing that everybody drives everywhere. You're right.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, if you're going from a place to a place, you drive, Uh, but people are trying to change that up a little bit now with bicycles and walking, so I would say that that one's a tentative stereotype-breaking, and then I'm trying to think, uh, just the general, the general look and aesthetic of uh, Los Angeles in movies, I think is so heavily focused on actors and, like, pretty people, because that's who you're going to see on TV anyway, representing anything, right. but it's it's so much more diverse and so much more interesting than that, uh, and people come from all different backgrounds, uh, and there's people who've lived in LA for their you know their lives, and they've got generations of families that have been here, and they're totally not like those stereotypes uh, at all of the people you see on TV. So I would, I guess I'm kind of cutting back on my previous stereotype. That's true, but I would say there's more people than you'd expect, more types of people than you. It's more expect diversity.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, the blonde hair, blue eyes, California st- stereotype definitely sticks out or the pretty people type thing.
1: Yeah, it's like that whole, and like, it's like maybe in Malibu, maybe in Santa Monica, but if you're driving down Western, you're not going to see anyone who looks that way. So.
0: <laughs> well, let's play this in a shorter version with, with both Tyra Lynn and Joey. Uh, Tyra Lynn, two stereotypes about Australia that are true and two that are false.
2: There are kangaroos everywhere. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't ride in their pouches. Um, mm, It is, yeah. Well, you know what? You always sort of see us in our singlets and that it's really, really hot. The truth is that the weather is slightly more manic. So one day we will be freezing cold, rugged up, and then the next day we'll be, you know, sitting naked because it's so hot. Uh, <laughs> pretty much. Um, The kangaroo thing. Beer is a really big culture. I don't drink it myself, but mm. yeah, that's I feel very important <laughs> to the. Aussies. <laughs> is that it? Did I do it right?
0: Uh good enough. How about the pac- <laughs> <laughs> How about the Pacific Northwest, Joey? Give us one for each one that's that's a, a true stereotype and one that's false.
3: All right, uh well, one of the stereotypes that Okay, first one I'll give you is both both a stereotype and not a stereotype. So, one of the stereotypes about the Seattle area is that it is always raining here. Mm -hmm. However, that's only partially true because it mostly rains a lot during the winter season. Now, Lord forbid, yes, there are times where there is a torrential downpour in the summer, but... It's a little weird because 50 feet away it could be dry as a bone. Meanwhile, you're standing in the the spot where you could get mm. like swept off the road by this gushing waterfall from the rain collecting in the gutter. Jeez. Um, one of the other one of the other stereotypes. Bear in mind, I've only lived here for a year. Um, uh, I haven't actually ventured into Seattle all that many times. But oh, oh stereotype that is so totally true though oh my god starbucks is everywhere and i'm not kidding it is every (laughs) freaking place like literally you could drop me in any place in seattle and i can blindly tell you where a starbucks is going to be within a hundred feet literally i can tell you where to go (laughs) and i don't even know seattle yet
0: Toronto's got a version of that we call Tim Hortons. I think it's now starting <laughs> to invade the U.S. But, yeah, we're, our, our version is Tim Hortons. I've once sat at a corner, a street corner, and there was a Tim Hortons on every single corner. It was like, wow. Um, I, I would say for me the, the Canadian stereotypes are very focused on the people that live outside the major cities. The accent, the super niceness, all of that really – I mean, for, in general, Canadians are very nice. But the, the stereotype people are the ones that... We, live like, overhype in... it. Yeah. The, the people who live outside the main cities, the, yes, they embody all of those stereotypes. Um, if you live in a major city, though, not so much. Like, I mean, Tyrellin teases me, and sometimes I may slip, but I've never said a boot in my entire oh, life. Oh, you
2: say oot and a boot every single podcast.
0: I, I dare you to find a single time.
2: I will. When I have the time, I'm going to put together a little montage of your <laughs> oots and your boots... And you're, so, you're sorry. How do you say sorry? Now sorry.
0: see, now see that one I'll mm. cop to because it's got an O in it and not an A. So say 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 that Sa- word. Of
2: course, it doesn't have an A in it. I don't say sorry.
0: Not, <laughs> not sorry. Not like a dress. I'm so sorry. But sorry. Sorry. Like it's got an sorry. A. Sorry. No, it's sorry because it's got an O.
2: It's not sorry. sorry. That's that's S A W sorry. It's sorry.
0: No, that would be sorry. <laughs>
1: I'm now starting to actually get it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't no, let do... him pull you
2: in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is this is the Bieber test. Bieber song. The the, the uh, Don't let me say I'm sorry. He says sorry. it like an American. He doesn't say it like a Canadian, though. He was born because here. Because the Canadians so he...
2: are wrong, Blair. No, they're That's not. <laughs> yes, they are.
0: No, we just pronounce our letters properly. That's all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But um, (laughs) with that being said, um, so Bieber's now yours. He's officially yours. He can't say sorry properly, so he's American.
1: Oh, did he well, – did, did the paperwork go – like, I mean, aside from that pronunciation, is he, like, an American-American now? Oh,
0: God, I don't know. You know, I, I am fully expecting him to be deported back here one day and then we'll have to this- – <laughs> I mean, the, the thing the thing about the Justin Biebers and the Nickelbacks and, you know, a lot of people shit on them. We here in Canada have to listen to that music because we have rules that we have to have – I think it's, like, 35 or something percent Canadian content right. per hour played on our radio stations. So we don't have a lot to draw from for, for those sort of things. Well, you
1: have a you have Carly Rae Jepsen, right? We
0: have, have Carly. Really we got Carly Rae Jepsen, uh, Justin Bieber. We got Tegan Sarah. A couple of your favorites. Oh,
1: that's there. You go. That's right. that's a hundred percent of the music you need to listen yeah. to.
0: I, yeah. I, I really I, good. I would appreciate a lot more of that and a lot less of the Biebers and the Nickelbacks. <laughs> Um, you know, I mean, apparently there's only ever been two rock bands who've ever come from Canada, and that's Steppenwolf and Rush, so if you're trying to listen to any classic (laughs) rock, guess what you're listening to, and, uh, sorry, JP, I know you're a huge Rush fan, but, you know, when it's all you hear, (laughs) um, JP's a fan of both of our podcasts, a big fan of both of our podcasts, so we, we share a super fan.
1: Great human being, great human.
0: He really is, he is one of the best, he does all the graphic work here for, for Pod and, um, I mean, Joey can do graphic work, but Joey's like, you know what? This is JP's thing, and and uh, I, I kind of, you know, I feel bad sometimes asking JP, but he absolutely, <laughs> but he loves doing it. He's like, yeah, totally, you know. So it's it's he's a great dude. Joey, eh? You got some, <laughs> you got some questions for Mister Najam? Yeah, I that guess was
2: really some, good, Blair. Yeah,
3: I guess
0: some was questions.
3: Great. I guess some questions. If he want, and if he doesn't answer them, he's gonna spend the night with the fishes.
1: Oh, no. I'm thinking that these are two Harley Quins. That's why I'm painting this in my
3: head. Uh, oh well, hey, Mr. J, <laughs> that's
1: really good. That's very strong, good,
0: <laughs> Mr. Mr. Naj. Naj. Oh, actually, I like that I'm, one better. I've never made that connection before. Oh,
1: this this changes Halloween. Uh,
0: <laughs> Mr. Naj. Not Jay. Yeah. Okay. It's there. Anyway, go ahead, Joey.
3: All right. So we've reached the point where we do rapid fire. Uh, Mm -hmm. So we've, we've changed it to where during the podcast, uh, during discussion, I write down random questions to be exact, to be a little bit more rapid with this uh, and they get to be a little bit more personalized. So I've got five here for you uh, with a bonus one attached. So to get it started off. Did you prefer Buffy in its original 4x3, super saturated with tons of grain, <laughs> or do you like it since they've gone back and kind of like cleaned it up a little bit and left it in its original film widescreen when they would show that?
1: 4x3. Purist. Well, Love that grain. <sighs>
3: <laughs> see, I, 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 see. I like the four by three, but I was, I was, I was rewatching season one, and I'm like, wow, this is super saturated. Oh my god, let yeah. me change my video effect on my monitor. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, her hair is like brass. I was like, whoa.
1: It's like Pleasantville, like at the end, like it's.
0: <laughs> I actually found it the first season watching it on Netflix distracting because it was, it was such that technology from that day and age. But, again, I didn't watch it when it first aired, so I can understand the nostalgia of someone who did.
3: Well, a little bit of um, trivia for you, Blair. The first two seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, because 20th Century Fox didn't know how big of a hit it was going to be, and because of their budget and whatnot, two things for you. One is the high school's hallway is repeated... Over it's it's redressed and reangled for the first two seasons. The major hallway that you see them walking through every single episode in the first two seasons, <laughs> and the first two seasons were shot on 16 millimeter film, not 35, which was the standard at the time. Okay. Which is it's why like a it was film. super grading Grainy. Like yeah, super. it looks
1: so much like a student film. It's so funny.
0: <laughs> it was an 8 millimeter at least.
1: <laughs> oh God. I think the pilot might have been. The unaired pilot? The unaired pilot might have been. Oh my god, I'm so glad they changed
3: the Willow though. Oh my god.
1: (laughs) Oh, you were not a fan of the original Willow? No. (laughs) He would get on well with Chris.
0: Was it Rip Regan or whatever her name was? Yep,
1: yep. Chris (laughs) took a hard stance. Uh our unaired pilot.
0: Um, yeah, so for those who may not have listened, uh, they, they recently, for, for the 20th anniversary, aired the Sunnydale Study Group's kind of tech test, if you will, which was the un, unaired pilot. And um, Chris, who is one of the nicest human beings I've ever met, um, t- had an issue with Rip Regan. <laughs> He,
1: was, he did not let it go. Like, no. I've never seen him go like that.
0: <laughs> Nor have I. I was like, whoa, who, who is this guy? Why is he? I, and, you know, I think what, after a while, he just kept saying it. He just, you know, as the improviser, you you keep going and keep going. And maybe that was it. But then he apologized the episode afterwards. Really dug in his heels, yeah. <laughs> I was like, ooh, okay. But I, I, I am almost curious to see it. But I'm almost afraid of, like, the IT crowd scenario. Um mm-hmm. You know when the IT crowd tried to do America? And, yeah,
2: oh, it was cringeworthy.
0: Oh, it was so bad. I mean, was it John yeah. McHale who played Roy? Yeah, and it was Roy yeah. didn't work. No. And, and they oh. had
2: Moss play Moss.
0: Yeah, Richard. I can't believe Yeah, the same name. guy. But it was like, why would you do it shot for shot the same show? <laughs> Come on, just put a link to the BBC show. Go there or do something different. Makes no sense. And I loved the IT crowd. That was one of the, my favorite shows I've ever seen.
2: They did I, it I with um, it all the time. Kath and Kim as well. Kath and Kim is a huge Australian show here and it is hilarious. It's, it's so bad, it's good. And they tried to, um, yeah, do a spin-off in America, but the thing was, I think they, who did they cast? They cast a really hot girl as Kim. And uh-huh. what makes it funny in the Australian show is that She's a 45-year-old woman who's a little bit overweight and she's playing this 25-year-old who thinks she looks amazing. So when America actually cast a hot girl of in that role, it just didn't work. The irony Ugh. wasn't there. Yeah. Why? Well, <laughs> Why did they do that? I don't think they got the irony. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's the... Uh, the I, I've i never watched either of the offices. How, how was that transition? Because clearly it was popular on both sides of the pond.
2: English all the way.
0: I mean, I...
1: Really like the English version because uh, the American one is very much like a shipping show after mm. like season three, and you're like in it for Pam and Jim, and and congrats, hats off to them, they they made it through, and I'm very happy for them. And there's some great episodes in the American one, but the English one is so uncomfortable. It's
0: so uncomfortable. <laughs> See, and that, like awkward humor is something I don't like. Like Will Ferrell to me, I, d- I don't get his appeal. I know I know he's one of Tyrion's favorites, and I'm sorry, but I I just awkward humor just makes me want to walk out of the room. I was like, oh, I don't want to see this. Oh. But there's so many people that love that. I, anyway, we're 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 stealing Joey's here. i I'm sorry, Joey. Go ahead.
3: That's all right. I had it coming. <laughs> all right. Uh, speaking of birthdays from the start of the podcast, uh, what is, who is a celebrity that you actually wish you shared a birthday with?
1: Ooh, wow. Okay. Lightning round. I just have to answer. I'm going to have to go with Joss Whedon. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one.
3: Yeah.
1: Cause I All feel right. like I could bring that up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would be your dream directorial role to be?
1: Ooh, Ooh in terms of like which film?
3: Yes. Or even oh. a TV show.
1: Oh, a TV show. Oh, holy smokes. Okay, if since it's, I can't dive into anything, like, original, otherwise that would be a long pitch for a lightning round. I'm, You know what? I'm going to say a fun Western. It could be a TV show or a movie, because they were both, uh, but, like, a fun Western. Not like a Westworld, like, everything is grim and everyone curses. Like, I'm talking about, like, getting back to, like, a Magnificent Seven kind of fun.
0: Oh, okay. I was like, does he go on Blazing Saddles kind of fun? Yeah. <laughs> Like, maybe
1: Touches Blazing Saddles. But yeah, like, to do, like, an old-school Western where you're just, like, cheering for the hero, I'd love to bring that back.
3: Name a like and dislike about Los Angeles.
1: Okay. Dislike the lack of different seasons. Uh, Like the surprising spots of nature, because a lot of people don't know about them, and they're very nice and refreshing. Hmm. Also everyone's really geeky. Everyone's really really geeky. That's uh, Burbank. There's like five like monster shops down the street from each other. so
0: <laughs> I know it was it was obviously a microcosm, but when I went to Comic-Con last year, that's the whole city, even the people you knew who didn't this wasn't their jam, they still appeased to it. Oh, it was great. I was like, oh, why can't this exist everywhere all the time? <laughs> this would be so much fun to live in. Everyone was in it. Like you went to restaurants
1: and they're like, alright, here's the Hulk special, and you're like, Cool, I'll take that.
3: <laughs> alright, now here comes the hardest of the last two questions. Which death affected you the hardest? Anya, Tara, or Miss Summers? Oh
0: shit. Oh shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, wow.
1: Wow,
0: that is a tough question.
1: Ouch, on all accounts. Uh, <laughs>
3: so I will say... throw my answer out here just for quick reference, and it might okay. help you ans- with your answer. Um, I was pissed off at Joss for killing Tara. I was like, mm-hmm. you- I under, I understood the ethics behind it for the story, but I was still pissed off. <laughs> um, Anya, I thought her death was stupid. I didn't yep. see yep. any point to it whatsoever. It did not enhance the story at all. I didn't think it was necessary. Thank you. But I was <laughs> highly affected by Miss Summer's death because anytime I watch the last five seconds of the episode before the episode that deals with her death, I start bawling like there's no tomorrow.
1: Is it I Was Made to Love You? I think it's the episode right before. And it's like a wacky episode where it's like the Buffy, like it's like a girlfriend bot and you're like, this is silly. Why did Jane Esmondson write it? And at the yeah. end, you're just like, oh, wait. <laughs> I'm not ready. It was a uh, yeah. setup. <laughs> I would go with Joyce's because it does play into that storyline uh, painfully well. Because she finally gets better uh, from what she was suffering from and then passes away. And I feel like that changes everything for Buffy. I'm Whereas the let... other deaths are just like, oh,
0: this is tough. <laughs> I'm going to let everyone answer this. How about you, Tyra Lynn?
2: I think – Definitely, Miss Summers, because that whole episode, I believe it was the only episode where there was no music in it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. there in the
2: body. Yeah, in the body. So there was just that silence. And, oh, my God, every time I watched it, I burst into tears, I think especially during Anya's little spiel where she can't understand it. But, you know, I I absolutely agree. I was devastated when they killed Tara because I went, oh, look, maybe she'll come back. You know, Willow will find a way to resurrect Mm -hmm. her. She's a powerful witch. And Anya had been my favorite since day dot. So I just kind of pretended that she didn't die, like how Spike comes back in Angel. So in my right, little right. pretend world, I'm like, she has her own spin-off, I just haven't seen it yet.
0: I, you know, I, I've, I've talked to Omar about this, and, and you know, if, if they allow me to, I'd love to be when they do the body on that episode. It, it's got a very personal tie-in for me. Um, in mm-hmm. terms of how it hit me, I, I can't say that, I mean, the body hit me harder than the other two by a mile. But with time to process, for me, it's Anya. Um, really? Because Anya is my favorite character on that show. Um, I, I, I didn't like the Terra death uh, for two reasons. One, because I was really pulling for them. Uh, but two, because I don't like evil Willow. That, to me, is when that character turned. Willow was my favorite character up until that point. And then it became Anya because I, I didn't like the development the other way when she went bad, if you will. Um, whereas, you know, Anya's character did the exact opposite. She, she became this, this character I adored. And right. It, and to kill her off and really pretty much just her in that last episode, yeah. it was just kind of like, why? It like, just
2: occurred to me, did they deliberately kill off all of the main three's love interests? When you think about it, Willow lost Tara, Xander lost Anya, and Buffy lost Spike.
0: Whoa. Whoa, yes, yeah. They did. So wow, that that's a deliberate mind blowing. ploy? Yeah. That's, that's a deep cut that I didn't see coming. Wow. You can I, never whoa. get close. <laughs> I, I never Cracked liked... it. Well, and I also never loved, liked Spike, so I didn't mind that he did. Oh,
2: just, oh. I know. No. Blair, that's <laughs> it. Our friendship no, is over.
0: I know. I just... He, he, he was the ponce. He, to me, was a, just a complete <gasps> ponce. He was a d- no douche. team,
2: spike forever.
0: <laughs> I didn't like, <laughs> don't get me wrong, I didn't much like Angel either, but um, I just, I didn't think any of the guys ever measured up to her in any capacity. Riley's still the worst, though. Yeah, we are gonna have a Riley special with Sterling Gates because he oh. loves Riley,
1: and he's gonna come in hot defending Riley.
0: <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I hope you guys come in hot against him. But that's a he's got a lot opinion. of work. He's got a lot of work to do. <laughs> I just I that was he was the worst main character for me in that show. Just ugh, ugh. <laughs> I didn't mind him when he was the mysterious soldier boy, but as soon as he became a you know what he was, I'm like, oh come on.
1: Yeah, like part of the Scoobies, and then like Super Soldier, and
2: yeah, yeah, it was all very weird that storyline yeah. for me. Yeah, it just didn't sit well.
0: <laughs> great question, by the way, Joey. Absolutely yeah. great question. Oh, you know, I wow.
3: try, but I still got one more.
0: Okay. Okay. Right. Here we go.
1: Gloves off.
3: <clears throat> How freaking amazing
1: is Toronto, gal? So amazing, so so amazing. <laughs> That is an incredible question, uh, and the, uh, the answer is very, very easy. Because every time – right now, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world, <laughs> and it's like, oh, God, like, what are we going to do? And I'm, like, so stressed about everything. Uh, and then something will happen, like, when Felicia, like, made her announcement and stuff like that, it was Toronto girl's tweets. I was just like, thank you. <laughs> You're keeping me going.
0: <laughs> she just has this ability to, you know, right when you kind of need somebody to envelop an awesomeness – she, she just can do it. I, She's I, like happy Batman. Just like drops in <laughs> and you're just like, oh, great. Thank
1: you so much. I guess I Superman. This. What I meant to say was Superman. Superman is happy Batman but can fly.
0: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, I, I get what you mean, though. She's got a utility belt full of things that she could just joy, 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 happiness, happiness. I mean, yeah. And they're just always on point. So I want to thank our guest, uh, Omar, for joining us here today. Thank Thank you you guys
1: so much for having me. Thank you so much.
0: See you guys. Awesome dude.
2: It was a pleasure meeting. I know we haven't like met physically, but it was a pleasure talking to you. You You're awesome.
0: (laughs) We will next time. I will
1: will venture out. I will travel three miles.
2: (laughs) Yes. When you come to wine country, there we go. Done.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's what I'll ask. I'll, I'll land and I'll be like, take me to wine country.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. No, Omar, give us your social pitch.
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Omer Najam. If you want to check out Sunnydale Study Group stuff, you can search for us on iTunes as well as on Twitter. We're SSG Podcast. And on Instagram, we are Sunnydale Study Group. And then I also have an improv team. Uh, if you are in the L.A. area, would like to see us perform. We only do free shows. So if you're low on cash, don't worry about it. That is Swimming Lessons Improv on Facebook. And that's it. I've practiced it many times. It's you awesome. have.
0: You have. How about the bar that you guys do from time to time?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we throw occasional geeky parties at Idle Hour. Uh, in North Hollywood which is a blast we usually try to decorate a little bit we've got like trivia games and stuff like that and then they have drink specials so the next one that's coming up keep an eye out uh, on Sunnydale's Facebook as well as on Twitter because we will be announcing it
0: I so want to go to one of those parties you have to you have to (laughs) I gotta get back down there and I mean San Diego was nice but I think I gotta go to LA proper I have to there's so many people down there that I want to hang out with again and, and, and for the first time. And I remember when I got to San Diego, I was like sending everybody from L.A. I was like, are you coming down? And, you know, a bunch of them weren't. But they're like, no, but if you come up, we'll, we'll hang out. I'm like, oh, OK, next time. <laughs> Um, but I want to thank, once again, our guest Omar Najam for joining us. Please check him out on all of the things, the Stunnydale Study Group, the old Two Broke Geeks videos, maybe new Two Broke Geeks videos. Who knows? Perhaps, perhaps. Um, yep. And uh, until next time, guys, take care.
2: You can find Blair on Twitter at Blair Beverage, Webisode Watch, and WhoPod. His Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash where he streams Friday evenings at 9pm Eastern Standard Time. You can also find him on YouTube. Just search his name. That's him. Finally, you can catch him playing the Goblin Shaman in the web series Basic Adventuring 101, which can be found on basicadventuring101.com. You can find Joey on Twitter at joeycouture underscore, because someone already stole it, on YouTube as Joey joeycouture, and you can also find him on Etsy joeycouture geek chic. You can find Tyrilin at Tiz Thunder on Twitter, Tyrilyn Puxty on YouTube, Tyrilin Puxty on Facebook, and I'm pretty much floating around everywhere. T Y R O L I N P U X T Y. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time.